Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Uganda Startup, following the journey of Matt and Jessica Brown. American couple Matt and Jessica Brown are relocating their family to the remote town of Karuma, Uganda. With extensive medical training, international experience, and knowledge of multiple languages, the Brown family have developed a marketplace solution to meet a crucial need in Uganda. Clean water. Their nonprofit organization, Lilies in the Field, aims to stand up a company called Blue Mazi as a marketplace response. Access an unfiltered view of what it is like to co-labor with Christ in a marketplace enterprise. Follow the unfolding story of the Brown family into one of the most challenging regions of the world, Africa. All right, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin, and we are back with Matt Brown out in Uganda. And this is our next episode of the Uganda Startup, and things are moving forward. So, Matt, it's been a couple weeks. Can you give us a little update? How you guys are doing? Yeah, we're uh, we're doing pretty good. Um, can't complain too much. I mean, we're in Kampala still. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. Or, or just kind of hanging tight for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, things are going good. So transition's still smooth. You guys still have a good uh, place to hold up and work on the next phases, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, I can't remember if we said this last time, but we actually moved houses. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, that is new. That's good. Yeah, maybe that was probably new. Yeah, so we had some... Um, new to us Uganda friends here, another American family that just went back to the States um, for most of the summer. And they said we could just stay at their house basically while they're gone as much as we wanted and uh, kind of make it our home base for the summer, even when we go up to Kerma, which is amazing. Wow. Um, so that's been a huge blessing for us. So we, yeah, we, we moved into it probably, man, has it been? Almost two weeks. Maybe? Wow. Yeah, I think it's been almost two weeks since we moved into this house. Actually, wow. Two Saturdays ago. So yeah, it's been really, really great. Just me because it's just kind of our own space now. You know, it just feels like we're kind of just our own family unit again. Um, and I mean, yeah, other friends that we're staying with so so nice, but you know, still we got two young kids. And <laughs> just you know, you just feel one of them. You know, it's just tough, you know, the parents and all that stuff um, around other people just trying to, you know, be um, mindful. So it's been really nice all that to stay, stay to kind of have our own place here um, while we've been just, um, yeah, <laughs> trying to get some stuff done. And That's really great. It. And, uh, it's, a, it's a big spot here in town and 
just like a playground on the property, big property. It's <laughs> it's amazing. It's uh, like a so he- we're just really feeling like man, this is a real nice just treat, you know. Yeah, it's like a hidden uh, Christmas present from God for you guys. A little bit of a um, a hidden provision that you didn't anticipate. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It's it's true. That that is kind of it was kind of a whirlwind. It happened really fast, just like at the last minute. Um, right. So just processing through it, like, yeah, wow, and definitely didn't expect this. So what a really, blessing! Really grateful. Yeah, it's pretty exciting when yeah, God really reaches in and orchestrates things that he knows we need and our families need, even in different difficult right. or new circumstances, totally unexpected, but mm-hmm. definitely reflects his character and nature, taking care of his kids. Man, yeah, that's so true. Amen. Yeah. So you, got, you guys had any uh, highlights or lowlights here in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. I mean low light <laughs> just car troubles car <laughs> <Yeah>. troubles <laughs> yeah like tires still aren't in of course oh my gosh come, you know just just sink them in the ocean no they're actually <laughs> I mean, yeah i think i said this last time they're just sitting in customs they've been there for like three three weeks a month i don't know oh my goodness sitting here in kampala just they just you know that's uganda who knows what they're doing um but uh no i mean besides that <laughs> we're uh yeah, we've had several other car issues with sorting out. Starter died. They fixed it. Uh, my mechanic, you know, um, some other oil problems. It's not uh, just uh, just a constant stream of things sorting out. Um, I mean, it's, it's working. It's driving around, you know, but I'm just glad that we're still here. <laughs> yeah. Capital where I have my mechanic just down the street and they they come over to my house too if there's something wrong or just call them up so we're we're getting to the bottom of it but man yeah i'm definitely didn't foresee how glad i would be to be here still so we could just get all this stuff sorted i feel like i'm wrangling a uh like i'm wrangling a wild stallion or something with this vehicle and i was talking with a friend (laughs) last night at dinner about that how that was the same way with my I have the same vehicle in the States, the Land Rover Discovery, except it's a petrol and this one's a diesel. And I was telling him, it was kind of the same way with my one in the States. It took me a while to like tame the beast, basically. I really had to work at it and just (laughs) get it under my, under my reins, you know, and now it drives no problems. I've got it all sorted out. I feel like I'm going through this trial by fire with this one. I'm just having to really just put myself into it to get it all sorted out. And we're getting there. I know it. I see the end is in sight. But it's yeah. just, man, it's just testing, testing me. But we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting to the end of it, I think. Wow. That actually sounds like a, an area that um, folks could be really praying for you guys in. Because I know that vehicles, they don't seem like they're yeah. that big a deal sometimes when you live in a place where they're not that big a deal. And we have cars everywhere, right. you know, in the U S or different countries, funny, Yeah, but when your entire That's life true. and work and all your contingencies hinge on a working vehicle, a competent vehicle, and it just yep. doesn't pan out, that can be incredibly oh frustrating because it's such a small thing, but it's such a big thing at the mm-hmm. moment. So I, right. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the States, like, right. You wouldn't even, it's not even, I don't know. I just wouldn't think about it as much. You know, there's always backups. There's always, cheap, good cars. If something ever catastrophic happens, go buy a cheap used car. That's good. No big deal here. 
no way. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. It's such a crucial thing to get right. So I'm really glad we're able to really just work on it to death right now. Yeah. Here to just make sure everything's right and good before we go out. Wow. Things really change with priorities and, uh, challenges when you're in these different contexts. I think a lot of people going into these, mm-hmm. these environments or these type of projects or work in other countries, um, whether it's quite as difficult as Uganda or not, um, really don't know what they're getting into when they go to these places. Fortunately, you have quite a perspective on how it works there. But I think a lot of internationals, if they move to a place like this and we're trying to work, trying to start a project, these things could be incredibly frustrating and just incredibly uh, character building, you could say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it definitely makes you uh, maybe <laughs> slow down a little bit and realize things are that you're in it for a longer haul than you first thought. <laughs> yeah. Good for us. You know, it's like, yeah, we thought it's probably going to take longer than we thought. Now we're sure it's going to take longer than we thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, everything at the barrier you didn't expect going to pop up. Boy, that is the challenge. So you guys are getting ready, though, to head to Karuma. Is that on the horizon now in the near term? Yep, yep. We <laughs> So we really, really, really think we're going to go in two and a half weeks. Our unofficial partners and great friends, Clark and Joyce, the people who have uh, some land up in Karuma that we're pitching our tents on and um, that we're building a house on, um, they are coming in two and a half weeks the rest of the well, most of the rest of the summer they're going to go up so we're like all right we're just going to caravan with them if the ties for some ridiculous reason on here it doesn't matter we're just going to go off out a tow rope if we fail right tell us i guess we'll just get towed up uh but they are mechanics i don't know you know so i think we'll be i think we'll be sorted out by then but you know no matter what we're we just decided we're just gonna go and and it feels good it feels good to go even if stuff isn't all 100% because we have some contingencies. We have them. They've got an extra car. You know, there's just all these backups if something goes wrong. So that feels a lot better to go up with them right. to their compound and have them as our allies and just partners, and, you know, just to work stuff out with instead of just going alone as a family. Yeah. Um, so that's, we feel pretty good about that. We're like, okay, that's, I think that's a realistic target. Yeah, that sounds wise. Do you and Jessica have a vision in mind of what life looks like on normal day in Karuma, you know, for you guys as parents Ooh. and for the kids, like what's a ideal normal day look like for you guys? Mm, yeah. Um, and I would really love Jess to answer this too, actually. Let me answer it first though. Sure. I'll, I'll collect her. But to me, a normal day in Karuma would look like just getting up me kind of just helping with the kids in the morning. I mean, it's just like a normal work day in the state. Um, and then I'd probably generally go out either try and do stuff um, in terms of stuff on site or else go uh, with staff or just brain stuff, as I like to call it, which is just things I need to sit down and spend time, you know, on the computer figuring things out or contacting places, you know. Right. Okay, yeah. Let me just have Jessica answer that question. Well, that would be wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, here's, here's Jess. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, welcome to the conversation. Good to hear from you. Thanks. 
<laughs> yeah, you too. So I'm, uh, I'm glad that you're able to jump on this call today. This is pretty cool. So how is uh, mom life in this context for you these days? Uh, well, for me, it's been uh, so different because I was a working mom before we came here. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I'm sure a lot of women out there can relate to what my day-to-day looks like now. I'm so like I'm a pretty typical uh, stay-at-home mom. Um, I, yeah, the kids and I have just um, found a little rhythm that we've gotten into. We, you know, have breakfast in the morning and play outside and sometimes do a little school, but we hold that loosely. Um, Kate's just sick, so okay. uh, playing outside is important, too. Um, we've made some, some other mom friends um, other expats. Uh, so that's been fun to get to know them and for the kids to all play together. Um, but yeah. yeah. And when you, when you guys, uh, land up there in Karuma, you know, what do you envision a normal day being like? Is it much the same as you would have there in Kampala or will the dynamics change for you and the kids on a daily basis? Yeah, I think the scenery around us will change a lot. Um, here, we, um, I don't know if Matt said we're at a different friend's house now. Right. And they have, like, you know, swings and a slide and a trampoline. And um, so, as far as I know, we're not going to have those things up north. Um, but I think that we will be, um, I imagine that a lot of my, quote unquote housework will be done outside. Um, okay. so I imagine the kids, um, and I doing a lot of life outside kind of like what you would think of how maybe a mom ran her house, um, like 200 years ago. In right. Wow. Um, like maybe doing, um, you know, laundry outside and a little more cooking outside and, um, I think also in the space that we're going to be, there'll be a lot of Ugandan women, which I'm excited about. Um, oh, that's great. And so I anticipate us, um, rubbing shoulders with people a lot more often than we do here. Here, we're just kind of on an enclosed compound right. um, in a big city. And so it doesn't really make sense to be doing life with locals. Um, but up North, it'll, we won't be able to avoid life with locals. Um, Right. That'd be great. And what would you, uh, this actually ties into another question I had uh, for you guys, but what would be a win, so to speak, when it comes to the experience your kids have as part of this overall experience you guys are having in Uganda? Like, what would a win be in your mind, even short term or long term, however you would see it? Uh, you'd say like a win that we've already had or that I anticipate? Uh, either one, a win, uh, that you've already had almost in a testimonial sense or something you, you think would be like looking forward, you know, if you say like, wow, if this were to happen or this outcome happened, this would be amazing. Yeah. One win, I mean, you can relate to this as a parent, all that we've already had is our son Jude has, uh, been particularly difficult um, with the the move, just his 
behaviors and mm. emotions. You know, he's two and a half. Um, he's uh, just had a hard, I think, a really hard time with the transition. And so a parenting win is I think that I've learned how to um, handle when he gets really upset a little bit better. Mm. I don't get as frustrated and I can be more patient and kind to him. And I've seen him respond a lot faster. Um, not like screaming in my face. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that, I mean, has felt like a huge win because that has really changed my day to day a lot. Um, the first couple of weeks were really hard because he was just having such a hard time. Um, and I was in turn getting frustrated a lot. And so um, us figuring each other out and, settling into a better rhythm um, has been a huge, huge win that um, has affected our day-to-day a lot. Yeah. Um, I think a win for up north um, or just our time here in general. Um, I mean, one, that we come out of it healthy and right. in every sense of that term you know, not just physically healthy, but, um, mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Um, I really want my kids to, um, feel safe and grounded and loved and, um, not forsaken in this time. Um, but if, if all of those, you know, needs are met, I would love for them to, um, you know, I don't know, come out with a, a worldview that um, that includes more than just Northwest Arkansas. That they, <laughs> yeah. you know, see that yeah. <laughs> this this world involves lots of different people from lots of different walks of life, and um, God loves them all, and um, it's okay to be different. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. We don't we don't interact with a lot of quote-unquote different people in Northwest Arkansas so I'm excited for them to they've already interacted with people that are very different from them and um yeah good that's really good and then for you on a personal level like what's it look like for you as a mom in this context to maintain your spiritual life and your spiritual disciplines does that prove to be difficult or how important is it to find a way to do that in your your uh, context here, especially like, you know, looking at moving up to an even more difficult environment, you know, how would you approach that as a, as a mom in that context? Yeah. Um, I would say it's very important and very difficult. Mm. Um, it's, it's, I particularly struggle with waking up early. Um, <laughs> and so I've just kind of come to terms with, I'm not going to wake up before the kids. And you're pregnant. And I'm pregnant, that's true. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, um, and so just finding time um, while they're awake is important. We have built into our schedule um, a rest time where right now Kate is, is uh, entertaining herself, reading or listening to a story or something, and Jude is napping. Right. And um, so that's when I take a little time to myself um, for all of the various things. And um, I could probably focus it a little bit more on spiritual things, but um, <laughs> usually use it to catch up with yeah. catch up with friends. Um, 
I I think about once a week I spend sometimes more often than that a good amount of time sitting and journaling and um and praying for a more extended amount of time. Yeah. And I think that is is crucial. Um I think any anyone in any walk of life needs to find time for quiet um yeah regularly. Absolutely. Um and so yeah, we're we're still trying to figure out like I mean it, this morning Matt just um was here for a little bit longer than normal and so he just took the kids outside and I um had half an hour to myself which was really great. And mm-hmm. so I think um doing that more often will be good. Um yeah. something that yeah, you have to you have to fight for. It's hard when you have little children. Yeah. Um, but it's very very important. Would you at this point have any advice for another family, another uh, mom in your that would be in your situation moving into a project like this or even envisioning doing a project like this? Like ahead of time, anything you would give as advice ahead of time or a recommendation before they would go or even when they're starting out? Yeah, I would say uh, hold goals loosely. Yeah. Especially if you're... I mean, I think moving anywhere, but especially into a developing country, um, just things don't always work out that, at the time that you want them to. And then I would say, like, to expect a, a good amount of time for transition, especially mm. probably depending on your child's temperament or their age. Um, I expected it to be a... a not easy transition for the kids. Um, but I didn't know how that would manifest. And so I think just to be, you know, a little bit more gracious than you would normally and hold, hold goals and priorities very loosely. And then the, the soonest that you can make friends, um, I think for me has been really helpful. We got plugged into a church where we met families really quickly. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. So I think once you meet someone who has kids, like make them your friend, whether you hit it off immediately. Yeah. Or not. That's good advice. That's really good advice. It's great to hear your perspective and hear how you're doing as well as a mom and a wife and a co-minister with your husband there. So what are you guys looking forward to in the next phase? I guess overall, I am looking forward to getting up to Karuma. Yeah. Um, and just getting on to the next phase, you know, and, uh, yeah. I'm really grateful for this time and um, all of the people that we've met and um, just the various blessings that have come with being here for longer than we planned. But um, I think it'll be good just to see see what it looks like to live up north and um, the thing that we've been anticipating for so long. It'll just be good to finally get there and get a new rhythm established and uh, unpack our suitcases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. absolutely. Wow. Well, going forward from here, you know, what can people be praying for for you guys? Probably most importantly, community. Yeah, me and Jess. You know, which I feel like pretty amazing. Um, but just you know, still, yeah, and you can slip right in there and slip a lie in to what you're thinking and get you started on the bad track. So just protection against those schemes that might divide us 
um, that we just be protected and our wholeness in our marriage and as parents with the kids to just remain intact um, and uh, and more uh, worldly speaking definitely the vehicle yes. <laughs> so let's let's get this vehicle that's really important up and uh, no more problems <laughs> so yeah yeah let's have some prayer for that <laughs> healing for Hatari the Land Rover yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes for the Land Rover <laughs> I think pretty soon Matt is going to feel like he's gotten this mostly settled here. Um, I think most of the family stuff that's on his checklist is getting done. And so his time and mind are going to be spent more on the business side of things. Right. And so I think just like wisdom and yeah. we won't like really know all of the details of how it's going to work out and um, how we're going to incorporate locals into this vision we have and we really really want it to be something that they um somebody in uganda preferably uganda born feels passionate about and so oh, definitely, yeah. um, just that all those details would start to be um sent to his brain miraculously mm, yeah the people he brought to us that, that need to be working with us you know Right, and, uh, we'd be connected with the right people here that are supposed to be working with us long term with, yeah. with our organization. Well, those are very pertinent prayer points. That's good. Well, thank you guys for your time today and for the interview and uh, all the updates. This is pretty exciting. We will talk more on the next interview of the Uganda Startup. Okay. Awesome. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.